Welcome to Community Concepts on localjobnetwork.com radio, where we discuss connection of jobs and the community. I'm your host, Azure Mahara, and today we're talking about being part of a professional networking organization and or club and how it can benefit your career. Our in-studio guest is Corey Joe Biddle from Fuel Milwaukee. Welcome, Corey. Um, so you're very involved in a large professional organization here in Milwaukee, Fuel Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit what you do? Sure. Uh, Fuel Milwaukee is a professional network for people who live and work in the Milwaukee region. So we have 6,000 members of all ages. Most of them work in a downtown area. And what we really do, what we focus on, is helping them connect to each other and connect to the Milwaukee region. So it's sort of a twofold purpose. We're trying to make sure that people live their best possible life in Milwaukee. And a huge part of that is, you know, having a strong network that's professional and personal, you know, for lack of a better word, having a lot of friends (laughs) (laughs) and people that you can, you know, depend on and count on. It's all about who you know. It's all about who you know, (laughs) having that network. And the other part of it is just so many of us are busy and don't take time to live our city to the fullest. So a big part of what we do is to try to break up a person's day and make sure that they're enjoying Milwaukee in the same way that a tourist would. So we do a lot of um, events that are about, hey, let's get to know each other. But as we do that, let's get to know our city. All right. So getting to know the city, um, but you also have the professional balance in there as well. Do you think that it helps with like a work-life balance a little bit too? Because it kind of brings some fun into professional. Not that being professional can't be fun, but (laughs) you know what I mean. The great thing about Fuel is that more than half of our members are sponsored by their employers. So their employers take out these corporate sponsorships and offer it as a benefit to their employees to say, look, from nine to five, we got you covered. And then after that, go to Fuel and make sure that your life is rounded out. You're not only working and only going home. There's something fulfilling for you to do in between. Okay. And since, um, you know, we're going to kind of get into the depths of everything, um, but since we're talking about this now, how, if somebody wanted to get involved in Fuel and their maybe their company didn't sponsor it or didn't work with them, how would they go about asking or how, how would that relationship start? The first thing is to go to the Fuel website. So it's fuelmilwaukee.org. And look at the list of employers. If you're employed by one of our corporate sponsors, go ahead and sign up under the free membership. Now, if not, you would just go to your employer and say, look, there's this organization. (laughs) It's called Fuel Milwaukee. And we're a a department of the Metro Milwaukee Association of Commerce, which is well-respected here in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. you know, a center of the business community. The business community has really rallied around fuel to help make it a success. We're over 10 years old. Lots of companies understand that. And they know who you are. They know who we are. (laughs) If they don't know us yet, they know the MMAC for sure. Mm -hmm. And you would be surprised how many companies say, you know what, that membership is $50 for you. Because we're not corporate members, we'll reimburse you the $50. Just ask. Just ask them to reimburse it. And a lot of them will because they realize that it's a benefit to you. And it's you know, going to make you live a more fulfilled professional life while you're in Milwaukee. All right. So we kind of went into what Fuel does a little bit. (laughs) Very well-rounded answer. Um, Okay. So what kind of, I know you said that you have a lot of different members, different ages. Is there a certain profession? Um, You know, do you have to be considered 
you know, there, there's service industry, you know, there's yeah. the, the corporate world. Like, does it matter what kind of profession you're it in? It does not matter. Um, I got an email last week from a father who's like, I'm trying to get my daughter to join Fuel and she's a teacher <laughs> and she thinks that she's not, you know, in the right profession. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Um, when we were founded over 10 years ago, we were called Young Professionals in Milwaukee. And the reason why we rebranded to Fuel Milwaukee was because the word young scared, through, people it scared a lot of people <laughs> off that would have really enjoyed being a part of the organization. What does that, what does young mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and the word professional, there were musicians and educators, all sorts of people who don't refer to themselves that way and felt that they were excluded because we were a young professionals group. So we did away with that and rebranded to Fuel Milwaukee. And it's just really about people who are making a difference in Milwaukee and want to leave an imprint on the community and want to get just dive in to what Milwaukee is. So, you know, if you're if you work here and you live here, you're you can be a fuel member. Okay. All right. So if you're an artist, if you're a freelancer, absolutely. If you're, you know, work in uh, in an office every day, nine to five. Bartender, (laughs) we'd love to have you. I mean, whatever it is that you, whatever it is that you do. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I know that you have so many different members. So what do the members do? I mean, you, you talk about different events and things like that and being a member. What does that really mean? Well, two main reasons why people join. One is the networking for whatever reason. They want to meet people on the professional side or they want more personal connections, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So every event that we have, membership is really around events for social purposes, for learning purposes, or for service and giving back to the community. So they do community service activities together, different projects. Um, we socialize together. We take professional people growing up field trips throughout the city. <laughs> it's all activity-based what, for the most part. Give us part. an example of a, a grown-up field trip. A grown-up field trip. Okay, so we got a double-decker bus. Okay. And parked it outside of the manpa- Manpower headquarters down here downtown. And so it was like an hour of mix and mingle. That networking, <laughs> got to get that in there. And then after that was over, we all loaded up on the bus, and our tour guide was John Gerda the famed Milwaukee historian (laughs) who just spent an hour and a half with us driving through downtown Milwaukee. He didn't really have a route. He just told the driver to turn here, turn here. Oh, I see it. You know, it was just this really fun, laid back opportunity to see your city in a completely different light. So many people don't take the time to do that. So all of our events kind of have that spirit to them. This is fun. It's not something that you have to worry about. We plan everything. All you have to do is just show up, be yourself, and have a great time. You know, it's not just Milwaukee-based either. I think I actually have a friend that lives in New York or just moved actually from New York. And she said the only time I do the touristy stuff is when I have people here. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the same for every city that you're in. You don't really go see those things or do those things until you have somebody come visit. Listen, I got that idea for that event when I was in Buffalo. (laughs) And um, I was there for a young professionals um, conference. Okay. And... The whole city was Buffalo, so, you know, they had us go on this bus with bag lunches, just like you would <laughs> if you were a little kid. And we just drove through 
the city. And I saw so many similarities to my city and the differences. I just thought it was just an interesting concept. And I thought, you know, it's really important to understand the history and the ins and outs of wherever it is that you live. It's a shame for me to go to another city and have a tour and know more (laughs) about that city than I do my own. A big part of being a part of your community is knowing where you are and educating yourself and finding ways to fall in love with the place that you decided to call home. So I thought, let's bring that idea back here. And and we did it. And it was a huge success. There's tons of organizations doing stuff like this in every city you can find one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to connect to one. Yeah. And there, I mean, I I think that that can also help your career because, I mean, obviously for what I do, Mm -hmm. um, I work a lot with community organizations. So just, and it, it seems like every week, if not every day, I'm finding about a different program or yep. a different organization. Mm-hmm. And this is Milwaukee. It's not, you know, the biggest city yeah. out there. So it's amazing to me to know that we have all these organizations that do different things and help the community. And just knowing that and doing something like that could mm-hmm. help my career. And I'm just speaking personally, you know, but maybe not just for me, if you're in sales, if you're going around and looking at different organizations and knowing the history of a building, mm-hmm. that can be a conversation starter when you call somebody that works in that building, exactly. you know? So exactly. And then while you're on the bus for an hour, you're sitting next to a person that maybe you've never seen before. And right. you, you know, strangely can get a bond with that person over that short hour through that shared experience. So, and I think we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but my thinking about networking and getting to know people, you know, when you say the word networking, people get so nervous. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. It's just, I'm an introvert. I'm not used to it. No, yeah. it's just about being yourself and knowing other people, just broadening your scope of information, of experiences, of, you know, things that you know about and are are passionate about, just getting out there, you know, that helps your career. It it might not, you might not get a job directly from that one event, Mm -hmm. but you don't know how it could benefit you later Even in the future or or anything. And for somebody that is shy, a little bit of an introvert, it can be something intimidating going Mm -hmm. to an event. You know, with no, do you have any recommendations for people that are shy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, our organization is in Milwaukee for people who may be in a different city. There are some folks that will relate to what it's like to network in Milwaukee. A lot of people come to Milwaukee from other cities, but there are tons of people who grew up here, mm-hmm. who went to high school here, who went to college here, and sort of already have a group and a cluster of friends. That's a lot different than being in a place like, uh, say, D.C., where everyone is from somewhere else. <laughs> and, you know, that cluster might not be as easy for them to go to. So sometimes it can be a little difficult difficult in a city like this one to go into a room of people when you see, you know, folks are already grouped up or, you know, you're alone and there's three or four people in the corner. How do you approach that group of people? And you know what? Sometimes... The scariest thing is just to walk up and say hi, and then after that, be yourself. Right. You know, it it feels awkward, but if you're at a networking event or if you're at an event with a lot of people, there's a certain level of expectation that that's going to happen, and people are open to meeting new people. But you won't know if you don't just force yourself to do it. One thing I did learn, though, in this etiquette class is that if you walk up on the left side of a person, See, this is a tip. This is a golden (laughs) tip for everybody. Listen up. Listen up. (laughs) When you network and you meet a new person, walk up on their left side, and for some reason, 
it like they open up emotionally f- faster that way. Hmm. Do you know any reasons? I don't know the it? reasons behind it. <laughs> okay. I just right. remember the tip from this etiquette class I was in. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that because somebody asked a similar question. Like, how do you, you know, just little things like that. Um, make sure that you put your name tag on the right side and not the, it, it's natural to put it on the left side if you're right-handed, right? Right. Because you just you just want to put your hand like that. Right. But when people shake your hand, they look at the right side of your body. So that awkwardness of looking at the wrong side of the name tag, you can eliminate that. Okay. They shake your hand and they know your name. You know, there's just little things like that. Some of it probably is, you know, it's probably psychological, but right. it boosts your confidence a little bit. You have a couple of rules. Okay, I'm going to walk up on the left side. <laughs> I got my name tag on the right side. You know, I got it together. But yeah. it's just really starting that conversation and not feeling like I have to exchange business cards with you. Um, right. I have to be formal. I have to. No, just. Hi, my name is Azure, and I'm looking for a job. Can you help? <laughs> <laughs> hey, <Don't. laughs> that's right. Uh, you know what? And what, do, and what do you do? That's the first question. Ask the person about them who doesn't love to talk about themselves. Right. Everybody does. And, and you know, going back to the shy thing, and there's going to be people there that aren't shy. Um, I think I can mm-hmm. safely say that you and I are a little bit <laughs> outgoing. <laughs> yeah. So um, if I have somebody that is a little bit of an introvert and they come up to me and introduce themselves, usually I can sense that. And well, yeah. You know, there's people that like to talk, so let them talk. Yes. <laughs> they're they're going to do most of the talking. If you just, just walk up and introduce yourself. Yes. <laughs> just, just that it's, you know, it's a little nerve-wracking. But, uh, I mean, I, I, even me, I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's awkward for me. It's like, <sighs> and <laughs> just, just do it. Just, yeah. throw your, just throw yourself into it. Just do it. I've heard, and well, I read an article, and I don't know, you're the expert in this, so you can help me out in the direction here, that it is a little bit, there. there's different tips when you're networking to the article that I read said to be more of yourself and just to go in it with no ex- expectations and to not necessarily go in and, and ask for ask for a recommendation or a job lead or anything like that, but just kind of go to networking events looking to network, just seeing who you can meet, you know, making different friends and connections in the community mm-hmm. and that those things fall into place. I mean, do you do you have, do you think one's better than the other to do? I think it's a combination of both. I think you, you go to a networking event for the sole purpose of just meeting people and don't put that pressure on yourself to say, I got to have you know, a job lead when I come out of it because you're right. going to be disappointed and you don't want to get to a place where you're you're disappointed time and time again. You have to just protect your own psyche, protect your own mind. Right. So you're going to the network event and the if the best thing that happens is you meet one new person, then that's great. But if you meet the CEO of XYZ company <laughs> hey. and they ask you what you're doing at the event, seize the opportunity. Right. Just jump on it. There's nothing wrong with going in a networking event and saying, you know, a little bit back to that shy point, this is my first time here. I'm alone. I'm a little bit shy. Can you introduce me to someone? You know, ask the organ- right. the organizers to help you out. There's nothing wrong with 
after you've met a person, shook their hand, asked them about themselves, found out, you know, what their passions are, when they start to ask you just hey, this is what this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm passionate about. And people are always willing to help. This is the thing at the networking event. They can't always help. <laughs> but, they're gonna <laughs> but they're going to try. But they're going to try. And people are willing. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes they just can't help you. Sometimes mm. they don't know anybody in your industry. Sometimes it's not the right connection. But if you spent five minutes with that person, that's not a waste of time. You can't let yourself think like that. If they're interesting to you remotely on any level, you take their business card, write down what you guys talked about, why they were interesting to you. And remember to go back to that person if you need something or if you don't need something. If you just want to go to lunch or you, you have a quick question about something that might be in their industry, that's how you really start to build a network. And that's what the network is about. It's not about I'm going to go into this space and get exactly what I I want. Building a career takes years. Right. You know, it takes and you don't know where you're going to be in 10 years and it, the twists and turns that you might take. And all of these people could help you along the way wherever you go. No person or no encounter is a waste of time. So don't go into it thinking that unless I get X, Y, Z result, this wasn't mm-hmm. a win for me. It is just because you went to the event. And, you know, the more people you meet, the more different professions you're introduced into, mm-hmm. different companies, organizations, even the history <laughs> yeah. of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of skills do you have you seen develop from somebody that's been a longtime member or, or anything that's helped them in their career skill-wise? Um, leadership. We, we had a speaker come to one of our um, events one time, and she said, always assume leadership. If you see something that needs to be done, don't, don't wait for somebody to ask you to do it. And I saw half of the people in the room have a light bulb moment like, Wow, that never <laughs> occurred to me. <laughs> you know, that I can that just, makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. If you if you see the need, if you see, you know, I've seen it build confidence in people that might not naturally be a leader or may not have been a leader from childhood. You know, it emboldens you a little bit. You have a confidence. You know that you can carry a conversation. You know that you're an interesting person. Though um, that interpersonal communication is huge. Um, just being comfortable having a conversation with not only one person, two new people, three new people, four new people. You know, a lot of people have developed into um, our uh, volunteer leadership group, and now they they speak or, you know, they present at our events, and there's four or 500 people there. These are people who would have never dreamed that, they're, that they would have done something like that, but now they can add that to their, you know, I'm comfortable speaking in front of 600 people because I started off with one or two. So, I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. definitely tons of ways that it can develop you professionally. Now, you know, now you know how to balance an appetizer plate and a, and a drink at the same time. <laughs> That's huge when you become a CEO. Trust me, you're going to need, the, need these tips. But you just get more comfortable being in social right. settings. And we all know, you know, work is just as much, you know, that after hours uh, stuff, those events that you have to go to, um, might not make them fun. It, yeah, <laughs> might not make them fun, but you can make them more fun than they would have been if you're like uncomfortable and you know, you know, not feeling like you can be yourself while you're eating or. Well, it's not. I mean, it sounds like Fuel is a really fun place. It is, you <laughs> know, a fun it, organization. It, it is, but for the the first time going there, if it's if it's not something that you've ever done, mm-hmm. you can be nervous, you know. But yeah. we we definitely 
tell people to keep coming and it becomes natural. It just has you being you has to be natural wherever you go and wherever you are. And if you're not there yet, you need to be a part of a networking group. You guys do different things to help out the community as well, different yeah. volunteering. And what kind of stuff do you do for that? We have this program that we call the Adopt a Nonprofit Program. So every year we um, select eight nonprofits out of the zillion yeah. great organizations. We have a ton of them in Milwaukee. A ton of them. It's so hard, <laughs> so hard to choose. But um, there's an application process, and the nonprofits that want to be adopted come to us, and they say adopt us for a year. And our questions to them are, you know, what long-term projects do you have? What short-term um, do you want people to volunteer in a capacity that aligns to their, you know, their degree, what their profession is? Or do you just want people to come and be greeters or ticket takers or whatever it might mm-hmm. be? And there's always a mix of opportunities. So what we try to do is have a big event every year where we let people know these are their nonprofits. This is what they do. This is the great work that they're involved in. It's sort of a, a way for the nonprofits to get huge exposure to a bunch of people at once. But then for our members, it's really about what are you, what piques your interest, and then hook up with that nonprofit and um, help them. So that the benefit to our members is that a lot of times if you're at work and you have a project or maybe you're looking for an opportunity and you don't have the job that you want yet, working for a nonprofit is huge to them. Mm -hmm. You get so much more flexibility and leeway and you don't have the pressure of having a supervisor scoring and grading and reviewing everything that you're doing. It kind of gives you that creative license to help the nonprofit. They appreciate everything that you're doing. And then you're kind of flexing your muscles too and, and getting a sense of wow, I really can be a project manager or I really can plan an event or I really can fundraise. You or gain a new skill. You gain a new <laughs> skill. You gain a new skill. Maybe you want to, you know, make a little, you know, change your career path a little mm-hmm. bit in between careers. That's a great way. Adopt a nonprofit is a great way to kind of get in somewhere and, and find out, do I really like this? Am I really passionate about this? And get some experience that you can actually put on your resume. Right. Yeah. Just what you said. You put it on your resume. So if you're, you are looking for a job or you're in between, um, instead of, you know, going to an interview and the employer saying, what were you doing for the last two years Absolutely. or six months? or Absolutely. You, well, I, I spent that time looking for a different career path and it, I was volunteering for mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, you know, so it helps there. And so here's what I did. Right. And you got your little, po- po- bam, lay it out <laughs> the portfolio. I mean, you've been doing the work. So, right. so there's a ton of benefits there by going to, a, you know, in a networking organization or in this case fuel, you are not only gaining a skill, you're having a resume builder mm-hmm. and you're networking all at the same time and volunteering for the community. Yep. So, it's Bam. everything you need. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> and, you know, uh, so we talked about different skills like communication, public speaking. We talked about that. We talked about leadership. Um, what about professionalism? How do you think joining a networking group, you know, let's say you're new in your profession um, right out of college and you just kind of want to get your hands on yeah. a little bit, you know, get a grasp on how professional yeah, professionalism that, works that, I guess that acumen is it's huge um, mm-hmm. there is there are a lot of different networking organizations now particularly if you're a young person there are a lot of young profession there are a lot of young professional organizations that aren't necessarily they're more social and not as aligned to 
companies. So you have to know the distinction. All of these organizations are valuable, but some of them are just social. So you're going to go there. You might be able to wear jeans and hang out and meet new people. That's a valuable experience. But you want when you're joining an organization and you have choices, you want to look at the websites, you want to call them up and ask questions. Fuel is a little different from some of the other um, organizations that are our peer organizations because we are aligned to companies. So even though our events are a lot of fun, when people come to these events, they're representing their employer and they right. know it. So the name tag has their name and their company name right under right under it. So everyone is on their best professional behavior. <laughs> you know. So you can pick up some tips on how you, you can should... pick up some tips and it's really about being at ease and being yourself in a professional setting. Now I remember graduating from college and getting my first internship here at the Manpower's headquarters. And in my mind, the whole time I was in school, I thought I was going to, you know, wear black, shiny, pointy-toe shoes, and <laughs> my hair was going to be back in a sleek bun, and I was going to wear, you know, dark, tailored suits every day. You know, the, 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 the model in the magazine, the, in you the know, magazine. For, for a professional Yes, in my woman. mind, that's who I, I was, that stock photo. <laughs> and she is proper, and yeah. she is on point, and she is plastic. You know, she's a picture. And... When I first, you know, set foot into manpower that first day, I was terrified. I didn't think that I was qualified to be there. I didn't feel like I was good enough. I felt like I was going to say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing. And, um, you know, every nerves taking over. It was just (laughs) my, my perception of what being a professional was, was just based on what I hadn't experienced it yet. Yeah. And I soon learned that it was just, you know, people being themselves and getting things done on time and everything that you learn in school. You know, everything that you need to be a professional, you already have. Mm -hmm. You've already been equipped with it. It's already in you. It's just about that exposure and being more comfortable. You just have to learn to be yourself and be comfortable in your own skin in that professional setting. You are going to know your stuff. You're going to be on time. You're not going to offend anyone, and you're going to be respectful, but you have to be yourself. You have to have your etiquette. You have to have the (laughs) etiquette. You know, you got to know what fork to eat with and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Which, for the record... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, on the outside in. <laughs> yeah, outside in. You're, you're, I get this question a lot because, um, you know, working through a college and stuff, yeah. I worked at a fine dining restaurant, so I randomly will have friends that will text me, I'm at a wedding, which which glass of wine is mine? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's always above your knife. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's your glass, That's above your, your glass. knife. I love um, it. So. I worked at a, I worked at a country club, so I okay. used to we used to set up the tables and stuff. Yep. And that's how I learned the silverware because we yep. had to that's set everything up. That's how I learned up. too. Yeah. <laughs> so for everybody out there, when you go to these events, there's a little tip and for you as those, well. A lot of those people in the country club didn't know either. They I know. Like, which work is mine? <laughs> yeah. Which one do I use? <laughs> that one. <laughs> you should know better, sir. <laughs> So going to the organization or going to the different events, what about organizational skills? I mean, besides, you know, being obviously on time and things like that that we <laughs> talked about, but any any other skills as far as that goes? Yeah, most of these organizations and Fuel as well have different levels of involvement. So if you just want to be an event goer, that's going to be great for you in terms of, you know, networking, getting to meet people, 
going places and, and just getting that experience. If you want to be more involved in the organization itself, all of these organizations depend heavily on volunteers. You just want to go to them and say, look, are you looking for volunteers? Do you have any committees? Do you have any organizations? All of these events that we do, all of these programs, this Adopt a Nonprofit program, all of that, the the sweat equity is volunteers. <laughs> Those are folks that say, you know what, I've never planned an event before, but if you show me what to do, I'll I, do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Right. You know, so you just show up to the committee meetings and you, you know, bring your ideas and you work with other people who have expertise that's a little different than yours and you bring what you have to the table. Um, Yeah, it's a great way to get involved. So, you know, you just have to ask the right questions. If it's for fuel, some of those opportunities are a little more public than others. But a lot of times if someone walks up to me and asks, you know, specifically, I want to get more into marketing or I want to help with the social marketing or um, I love planning events, what should I do? Then I'll I'll let them know which volunteer bodies would be right for them. So, well, you know, we have folks that just say, I just want to take pictures at your events and put them up on the website with a little credit with my name on it. You know, we'll do that. So you just have to ask questions. Thank you again to CJ Biddle from Fuel Milwaukee for coming in and talking to us about joining professional clubs and organizations. This is part one of our discussion here on joining a networking organization and or club. Please check out the second half of our show. Also, listeners, if you have any ideas for community concepts and future shows, please email me at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. I'm Azure Mahara, again, with localjobnetwork.com radio, and thanks for listening.